Happy Friday. Welcome to the Speak Now Pro Wrestling Podcast here on the YouTube channel or whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're choosing to watch. Welcome. Today it is June 30th and we are going to be talking about the go home show into WWE Money in the Bank. And I am not alone here today. I'm joined by Alex Queen of the Rings, Alex Lahats. Uh, welcome to the show. Once again, it's nice to have you back on, Alex. The Hollywood Queens are back, Denise. We are back. I'm so ready for Money in the Bank, and I'm even more ready to break down SmackDown with you. I'm feeling it, man. I'm so happy to have you on. I know you were supposed to be on like a couple weeks ago, and then I just had a schedule change. So I was so happy that you were able to make it to today's show. And I know you're also going to be on with us next week again for the July 8th edition of Collision. So for those of you who want to keep seeing Alex on, she will be back on the July 8th Collision episode, which will be fun because so far we've only done SmackDown shows together, and I think we did one NXT. So get And we did a Dynamite. A Dynamite. We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we did, did a Dynamite. Do a Dynamite. We did an NXT. And now we're going to do collision. So it's like collecting the Thanos stones for the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> you are, you're just going around collecting them all. I love it. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to everybody who's tuning in right now uh, to talk about SmackDown. Uh, I appreciate everybody hopping on right now. And also, if you guys want to help support this podcast, show some love, uh, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point throughout this show that does help support this podcast. Helps me pay people like Alex who come on to the show, as well as Reg, who is now a permanent on the Wednesday dynamite post show here on the channel i'm so excited to have reg on uh each and every single wednesday and before we continue into talking about smackdown just a heads up tomorrow i will be here doing a watch along for money in the bank so i'm really excited about it the watch alongs have been going really well lately so i will be here doing that uh, but before we get into everything alex overall how did you feel about smackdown today as a go home show into money in the bank I first I want to say I love the set designs that they've been doing. I love that the ramp looks different for each SmackDown. They did it with Puerto Rico before Backlash and now they're doing it before Money in the Bank. And I like that they're doing it in different territories that normally wouldn't have WWE weekly. And so it makes the show at home when I'm watching. It makes the SmackDown go home show feel bigger for these pay-per-views and especially with these pay-per-views that aren't considered you know the big four it makes me more excited for the show uh so overall with the look and the aesthetic of it it made me really happy uh and the show was pretty decent and it made me you know it got me a little hyped for money in the bank so i'm really looking forward to tomorrow I'm so glad that you mentioned that, though, the whole production aspect of it, because you're right. Like, even with the curved entrance, like, that's been really cool. But you go back to that show in Puerto Rico that they did, that SmackDown was just, ooh, it was like a whole other level type of SmackDown. And then this one here today, like, the crowd was really on it. I think for me, it always kind of hurts a little bit when the show's not, like, live, live for some reason. That always kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And clearly, because of time zone differences, they couldn't do that. That's fine. But it was still a really good show i didn't think this was like a phenomenal go home show but there was still a lot here that i thought was pretty enjoyable and some things where i'm like okay for the most part there was nothing that surprised me on the show i think that was the one thing that was missing on today's smackdown where there was nothing that got me going oh damn i wonder what they're going to do at money in the bank my feelings heading into money in the bank did not change with this episode of SmackDown, like everything that I predicted beforehand and everything, like my excitement level is about the exact same. So I think the only thing that was missing was like an element of surprise, something to make me go, oh shit, I wonder how they're gonna do this at SmackDown. What, is, what does this mean with money in the bank? That's the only thing that I think was missing from this show, but we do got a super chat here from Matt Reichel. Thank you so much to Matt who says, acknowledging the Hollywood Queens, hope you're feeling better. Denise, do you guys think that Roman gets pinned tomorrow to set up SummerSlam? So let's get into it. Let's talk about the Roman Reigns stuff and uh, the Bloodline stuff since uh, Matt Reichel brought it up. We might as well get into it. So um, we'll start with... We'll start with um, what actually went down here today. So first and foremost, WWE did a phenomenal video package earlier in the evening, recapping everything that has gone down with the bloodline. And then afterwards, we had Roman Reigns for the 
big ending of the show. We had Roman Reigns go out there and he's putting himself over and he's talking about how he would allow the Usos to come out there and say that they're the ones when really he believes that he is the only one. He continues to put himself over. He says that he actually did love the Usos. Finally, the Usos make their way out there and they ask Roman, what will happen if you lose? The last time you were pinned was three years ago and the next time you're gonna be pinned is tomorrow at Money in the Bank. Afterwards, the one thing that we have seen Roman kind of carry uh, over the head of Jey Uso during all of this was the whole tribal chief possibility. And Jey Uso says, I don't wanna be tribal chief. Jimmy Uso says he doesn't want to be tribal chief. And then they kind of suggest Solo Sokoa possibly being the tribal chief. And Roman Reigns' reaction was was pretty insulting to Solo Sokoa because he looked at him and kind of started laughing like that's not really a possibility too in Roman Reigns' eyes. So then afterwards, um, Roman and Jay get into each other's face. Roman starts telling Jey Uso that he is nothing without him. And this all then leads to Jimmy super kicking Roman. And once Solo sees that, obviously he got Roman Reigns' back and goes in, attacks Jimmy Uso. And then what we see here is a brawl. Security guards come out, but this pretty much ends in a brawl heading into this Civil War match that we're going to be seeing. So let's start there. What did you make of what we saw here with the bloodline? So the last time I was on the show was the SmackDown before uh, Backlash. I believe so. I think at that point we were talking about how the bloodline felt like a cult. And so with Jay saying, you know, kind of suggesting like, oh, no, we don't want to be tribal chief. But the person that is now left with you that is closest to you might want to be a tribal chief. And I take that as them playing mind games with Roman Reigns, right? Like planting in his head that he has to watch his back even more since the Usos turn their backs on him. Rightfully so. Uh, so, again, it, it takes me back to that cult mentality where it seems like Solo is still riding with Roman, right? But he doesn't have an exact reason to leave him. But then the bloodline is broken up. The Usos are gone. So it's like, who? what's left of this bloodline situation with, with the tribal chief, with Roman Reigns? So going into tomorrow night, I feel that I'm not sure if Roman is going to get pinned. But I think that there is going to be a possibility that Solo is going to join the Usos. However, I don't think it's going to be to his accord. I think Roman is somehow going to sabotage Solo in the match or, or something's going to happen where he feels like he needs to defend himself or just smush Solo's face and Solo comes back and he does does his solo thing and i love that the crowd tonight also was super behind him as well and they did the whole solo sokoa uh chant which london gotta give it up to them like they are so good with the chants they're so clever with it uh but that's where i see it going and again like this is just a cult at the end of the day and it's trying now to convince solo to come out of it or to convince so uh roman to turn on Solo again, and Paul Heyman's just holding the titles like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Uh, my kids are fighting. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I want to go back to what Matt Raquel asked, which he said was, do you think Roman gets pinned tomorrow to set up SummerSlam? Okay, so I know you said you're not so sure um, what is, you know, whether or not Roman gets pinned. I'm going to go and flat out say yes. Mm -hmm. uh, no, sorry, not Roman. Excuse me. Let me take that back. Uh, I think Solo gets pinned. I do think okay. that Roman and uh, Solo lose the match. Sorry, that's what I wanted to get at originally. Roman and Solo lose the match. Yes, they lose. But I do think that Solo is the one that takes the pin. I don't think that it should be Roman because that moment when it does happen for Roman, clearly it's going to be on a grander scale. It's going to be on a one-on-one uh, -on -one status of a match. It's not going to be right now. And I feel like that is enough for Roman and Solo to get the loss here at Money in the Bank is enough to continue the downfall of Roman Reigns. So no, I do not think Roman Reigns gets pinned tomorrow, but I am expecting the Usos though to get the victory for sure. Cause you gotta keep this going. You gotta keep the downfall of Roman Reigns going. And I also love what you mentioned when you said that all of this here, mind games. We love it, right? Like this is like the layers and everything that we're seeing with the bloodline is the mind games. And the fact that, here's what I loved, that, a couple weeks ago, 
we saw Roman Reigns try to turn Jay and Jimmy against one another. How? Mm. By saying that Jimmy did not see Jay Uso the same way that Roman Reigns did, right? And that's what led to that whole swerve. So Roman was smart enough to try and turn the brothers against each other. So they basically came out here and did the exact same thing by planting the seed of, hey, we're going to start turning solo sokoa against roman reigns and so that moment where roman reigns looked at solo sokoa like eh, this guy can't be tribal chief you know those facial expressions that was to me my favorite part in all of this because that's going to be the seed that's going to be the moment that i think continues to um when we're talking about this later on when we're talking about the moment where solo sokoa finally turns on roman reigns because it has to happen right Solo Sokoa has to turn on Roman Reigns at some point. And this is here going to be that moment, that catalyst where Solo Sokoa can argue and say, Roman didn't see anything in me because when it was mentioned here, he laughed. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. In, in this circumstance, Roman can't get pinned, right? It needs to be in an elevated stance of him losing the title, not just with a, a tag, right? Um, because again, this is, continuing the downfall of Roman and whatever happens in SummerSlam, whoever faces him and whoever takes the titles, like that's where it needs to happen, where he gets pinned because essentially like, sure. The, the story is right now, I guess the lingering story in WWE is who's getting those titles. How is Roman going to drop the titles? And it could go either way, but the question is, Roman needs to get pinned and where is he going to get pinned and who is going to pin him? There's so many different elements to it. And again, it's been three years since he's got since he's pinned you know Three so years. i yeah i agree with you it it definitely shouldn't happen in in the uh the tag match tomorrow but uh i hope that we see it soon. i'm surprised and there's also know. another thing that i'm surprised about i'm surprised that this isn't the main event by the way the main event for money in the bank is gonna be cody rhodes versus dominic mysterio <laughs> they announced that here tonight i'm sorry but were you surprised by that because i was i was too i like instantly thought that the bloodline was gonna main event i mean it's the story or, or of the modern seth era rollins and finn balor sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, for a second okay. but i'm thinking about it and i'm like wait a minute even seth rollins and finn balor because you got your world's heavyweight championship on the line yeah, I so that makes me question where the placement of the bloodline match is going to be and whatever the outcome is, like is Cody still a part of that story? Is something going to happen to Cody in the main event? Like obviously he needs to finish the story, but the bloodline also needs to finish the story. But then there's still kind of this inkling that Cody is going to is supposed to be the one to pin Roman and all these questions about who's going to pin Roman. And we don't know, Denise. We just don't know. Oh, my God. Because, okay, here's the thing. Like, I'm going into this, and I'm not expecting Dominic Mysterio to get the win over Cody Rhodes here. A am, I, am I wrong here? Like, should I have, like, some sort of expectation of this? Because I'm not expecting it at all. My, ch like, to me, it's a 0% chance. And I don't know why I feel that way. <laughs> but maybe, I'm, maybe I should expect a victory from Dominic. Do you, do you think I'm nuts here? Like, what do we think is going to happen? Well, I mean, mommy is going to be by his side, right? Like mommy is definitely going to be by his side. Uh, and maybe that's, that's possibility that Dominic Mysterio is going to win with mommy. Maybe the bloodline somehow Roman comes in because he's frustrated about maybe solo getting pinned and losing the match. I have no idea, but I am with you on that. Like there is a, 0.0000099% chance of Dominic Mysterio winning that. And I have to say, if anybody like bets Dominic Mysterio on DraftKings and he actually wins, they're going to win a lot of money because there's no way going into this say, that anyone would predict. Reason, what if that's the reason it's closing out the show? They want to have this big, massive moment where everybody's booing Dominic Mysterio. I mean, it'll be a choice. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, I so it's, it's very weird that it's going to be in the main event, but there's got to be a reason. And it's got to be a tie in with the biggest story that's happening in the company right now, because essentially we're finally getting the Silver War, right? We're finally getting that. So it's not main eventing like there's got to be some shenanigans, Denise. I don't know. 
I'm scared of the shenanigans. What shenanigans are we doing, WWE? What's going on? Where are we going with this? Uh, Lawrence Ross sends in a super chat saying, can't wait for Busted Open tomorrow. Thank you so much, Lawrence. For those of you who do not know, every Saturday, 9 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am live on Busted Open with Mark Henry, sometimes Tommy Dreamer. Uh, please go support that show when I'm on. Uh, I'm new, so you know a lot of people uh, you know, are still getting used to me, so please go show that show some love i would really appreciate it yeah denise um, is killing it go support her thank you i try i try to kill it i, I try to kill it in a good way Oh, obviously. <laughs> uh, Dream Ninja 77 sends in a super chat saying Brock will attack Cody. Only reason for it to go on last. I was thinking about this, pondering this possibility, but is that enough to justify it? Maybe because maybe they want the closing shot to be Brock Lesnar like just standing over Cody Rhodes's body as he lays there. And that's the ending shot that we see from Money in the Bank. Do we think that if that does happen, then that's part two is going to happen at Survivor Series? Or not Survivor Series, geez. SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, so I can definitely see them doing something like this. Of course, where Brock comes out, caught, oh God, I want to. I don't want to say cost Cody the match. Cody can win this match and then be attacked by Brock Lesnar. Let's mm -hmm. go about it that way. Uh, but who knows? That could be like the reason why it's going to go on last. So who knows, man? Um, and yeah, for those of you who are saying that the Bloodline match is on last, no, they said it on commentary today. Uh, on commentary, they said that that was going to be the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Unless that was a slip up or a mistake, they said it on commentary. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what the hell happens there. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, we got another super chat here from Stephen Marchulli who says, what if the next step is a Bloodline Fatal 4-Way for Roman's title at SummerSlam? Um, so do we know because I feel like you already it, it's got to be the two on two. It's got to be the scenario where you got um, where you got the Usos up against Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. And then eventually it's going to be that point where I'm assuming eventually we're going to get to the point where Solo Sokoa is on the side of the Usos and not on the side of Roman. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to lead to a fatal four way. Maybe at like, I don't know, Smackdown or something. But no, definitely not a SummerSlam. Thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for sending in this super chat. And uh, that reminds me, actually, everybody, uh, I had two super chats that I didn't get to read on Wednesday's show, and I was so mad at myself, so I need to make sure to uh, give these people their credit. Uh, we had a super chat on Wednesday from John Deller who says, learn to learned how to run from cage and then we had one from mike parker who said might as well be generic jack perry nothing original or notable tough to sell this <laughs> tough to sell this with a guy who isn't strong on the mic damn all right this would have been fun to read on wednesday i'm so sorry to john and mike for not reading uh, both of these super chats on wednesday but uh i'll probably read them again on wednesday if the if the topic comes up so sorry about that all right, let's get back to SmackDown and what we have here. So the next thing that I want to talk about, because this is also a pretty hot topic, is uh, Logan Paul and L.A. Knight. So there's a lot of people who are wondering what the hell is going to happen in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So we had the Grayson Waller effect, and his guest on the show was Logan Paul. Now, really quickly, earlier this week, we officially found out that Grayson Waller broke his leg, and that's the reason why he hasn't been wrestling. A lot of people were wondering why he was only going out there and doing the Grayson Waller effect. Well, at spring break in his match against Carmelo Hayes, he did break his leg, and then afterwards, he ended up being drafted to SmackDown, so at least they found something to keep him on TV while he heals and recovers from that uh, injury that he's dealing with. So, uh, just to update you guys on that. So Logan Paul goes out there and London is definitely booing Logan Paul, but everybody always boos Logan Paul the second he goes out there. Does it, this guy does not come out to like a pop. Like this never happens for Logan Paul. So he goes out there and he basically says that he's not done until, uh, he's not going to be done until he wins gold, until he becomes a champion in WWE. He doesn't get to say much else because LA Knight comes out and LA Knight comes out to a polar opposite reaction London loves LA Knight they're all cheering there's a huge pop for him uh, they are definitely on board and we ended up getting this brief confrontation between Logan Paul and LA Knight and during this there was a 
line that Logan Paul said to Allie Knight, where I thought Logan Paul kind of won this little promo war that they had here that was very quick. He told Allie Knight, all I see is a guy who was supposed to be a manager in WWE after 20 years of a lackluster career. Uh, and then we end up getting Santos going out there. Butch goes out there and Butch, of course, punches Logan Paul. And this all leads into a brawl. After this, we do end up getting a triple threat match with Escobar, um, Santos Escobar versus Butch versus LA Knight. Uh, Butch ends up winning this, but during this match, we also get a little bit of some, you know, outside interactions between LA Knight and Logan Paul. So the whole thing here, uh, I want to start off by asking you how you felt about some of the verbiage and some of the lines that were used in this promo. And are you on board? How, what do you think? Like, do you think we're going to have Logan Paul or... Um, Logan Paul, win the Money in the Bank, or Allie Knight? Okay, so the back and forth, I do agree, was fun. I also unfortunately agree with you that Logan Paul did win the back and forth between him and L.A. Knight. And shout out to the writer who gave Logan Paul that line, because there's no way that Logan Paul was following L.A. Knight's career or did any research with his TNA days or NWA. So big shout out to the writer for that. Uh, so with that said, they are both it's it's just it's mind-numbing how good Logan Paul is. Like, where did this skill come from? All of his vlogging days and YouTube days, like it is truly so bizarre how good he is at this. But when you put him against someone like LA Knight, and at this point, LA Knight on the roster, he has, everywhere he goes, any city that he goes, he has the audience in the palm of his hands, truly, whenever he's on the mic. So the fact that someone can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him on the mic, and it was Logan Paul out of all people, and it was great, and Logan Paul like slightly won that, Like it was just like, whoa, okay, what's going on? I mean, we've all known that Logan Paul is just freakishly good, and I do think you know he got some hella boos. I think the only way that people are actually going to cheer Logan Paul is if he, like, punches Dominic Mysterio at this point because he's probably the next person <laughs> on the roster that has nuclear heat next to Logan it, Paul. It's the same thing every time though. Every single time. Logan Paul goes out there, he gets booed out of his mind mm -hmm. and afterwards he ends up putting on a really good match and the people cheer. It happens all the time. Like I sound like a broken record saying this in regards to Logan Paul. Like the people forget the guy is good in the ring. Like I know people hate Logan Paul because I've never seen any of his YouTube videos. I can't even tell you one YouTube mm. video that I've seen of, of of Logan Paul. No idea. Like for like the while for like the longest time, I couldn't even tell the difference between Logan Paul and Jake Paul. So I should tell you everything <laughs> of my Paul brother knowledge. Like I legitimately didn't know like much about them at all. I still don't. Everything I know is whatever we've seen in WWE. Yeah. So, but in ring wise though, <laughs> Logan Paul, like I remember when the whole match was made with him and Roman Reigns, I'm thinking, man, this is bullshit. Like this is really what we're gonna get. Like what are we doing here? What the hell is going on? I ended up loving that match. I mm. have not hated anything that Logan Paul has done in the ring at all. I think he's been very great. And I think people always forget that. People always forget Logan Paul is good in the ring. Uh, but yeah, if you know, people are going to hate him. And that's just like he's a natural very very natural heel and i've always thought that they should uh they, they they have to milk that right you're it's so easy for people to want to hate logan paul so you might as well like let them do that so anyways having this interaction here between them though it did leave me wanting more like i was a little bit bummed out when all of a sudden we see santos come out and butch come out because i wanted to get more of this interaction between la knight and logan paul so with that being said, going into Money in the Bank, though, uh, you know, we know that LA Knight is the most popular option here. People love LA Knight. We get it. And so I thought LA Knight was going to win this Money in the Bank briefcase. But when Logan Paul was added, I'm not so sure anymore. And I'm still not sure. Because, you know, we WWE tends to make different decisions. I don't know what they got <laughs> planned. I have no idea. Uh, so my official pick for the Money in the Bank, though, is Logan Paul. 
Uh, that's your official pick. Yeah, he's my official pick. Okay, okay. You're. Because I mean, you're not. I'm just you're not alone. Get, I'm trying to get. When I make my predictions, I try to get inside the mind of WWE. <laughs> what would they do? What would? What direction would they go in? This is not Denise Salcedo. Is not booking the show. They don't care what Denise Salcedo thinks. No, I'm gonna try to think about when I think about my predictions what they're going to do. And so, yeah, my pick for this is Logan Paul because I, I just feel like that's the decision they're going to make. But I could be wrong here and they could actually listen to the people because the people do want Ellie Knight. Now, I'm not the biggest Ellie Knight fan. I don't even get it. I'm just like, whatever, right? But I respect that the guy has got it over. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but I'm not the biggest fan, but I don't care. It doesn't make a difference to me. Um. So for me, I'm just like, okay, the guy has clearly gotten over. So keep that momentum going shit persuade me maybe the people that are not fans yet to get on board right they have an opportunity there so i don't know what option they're gonna go with i think first i like that they that la knight and logan paul are the two picks overall in this match and i I want LA Knight to win just because I want WWE to ride the momentum because never in the history of WWE have they ever killed anyone's momentum ever. And so with this, <laughs> they probably won't, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get into the mind of WWE. I think that's the case. But however, jokes aside, um, either man is perfect to win the money in the bank. And it's, it's like the same overall right across the board where some people either love or hate la night right or don't like him or don't or don't see it but the same goes with logan paul so it's really split down the middle so whoever wins it's gonna it's gonna be a great outcome however going in to SummerSlam, i mean logan paul has to possibly you know he's probably signed to the contract of competing in the big four pay-per-views so is it possible if either one of them wins, do we get this new feud going of like challenging each other? Like you're put your money in the bank on the line on this match or what whatsoever. Like there's a possibility of some fun feuds coming out of that between the two, but it's really split down the middle, like all across the board with everyone's prediction videos that I've seen on YouTube and all of their podcasts. It's either LA Knight or Logan Paul, LA Knight or Logan Paul. But then tonight we saw Butch win the match, which is like, congratulations. That was a really good hometown decision. Anyways, back to LA Knight and Logan Paul, you know? So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to the match tomorrow. It's a ladder match. I mean, Logan Paul is this high flying luchador legend now at this point in wwe uh and la night is the best i love la night i i get la night it's okay but yeah going going into this and coming from smackdown afterwards it's it's gonna be interesting to see what the outcome is either one uh who are gonna win and also la night his yas are getting to me they're they're touching my heart i feel like at some point the la night yas are going to transition into his promos the way that Austin what chants are. And I feel like people should start picking it up. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, start doing it and persuade the audience <laughs> to do it too. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to it. And I like the back and forth tonight. And I think the back and forth tonight with that segment with the match and Grayson Waller was the most entertaining for me uh, for SmackDown tonight. They can do a lot more with it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like they can do a lot more with Logan Paul and LA Knight now, like literally just based off of this tiny little interaction. So it is going to be interesting to see which direction WWE decides to go into. So I don't know. We got Steven Marchulli who sends in a super chat saying, can Knight win money in the bank and stay heel? I don't know why they've been booking him as a heel. Like it does not make any sense. I'm like, why are you having the guy go out there and work like a heel? Like, what are you doing? What are we doing here? Like, are you guys not hearing the chants? <laughs> We'll change their minds eventually, maybe. <laughs> Steven Marchuli, thank you so much for the super chat. I also want to thank Errol Holmes, who just became a new member here of the DWO. Errol, thank you so much for becoming a member here of the channel. Uh, for those of you who do not know, you get to watch uh, tons of extra videos that I have up on the channel. I think there's like 
20 extra videos out there. Um, all of my WrestleMania recaps are uh, available to listen to, to watch. And then also I just uploaded a vlog from Forbidden Door in Toronto. That's the newest video that just went up for uh, YouTube members. So you now have access to that. Thank you so much to Errol Holmes for sending that in. Okay, and uh, let's go ahead and press on from here uh, and see what else we got here. Uh, this is from King Wisey. I want to get some, I want to get more people's thoughts on this whole LA Knight, Logan Paul thing. So this is from King Wisey who says, if LA Knight wins, he'll end up going after the US championship, not in the big boy picture, no matter what the fans think. So, I mean, look, here's the thing, like, right now you know you got austin theory as us champ and really quickly let's talk about what austin theory did on today's show he had a quick match against ridge holland nothing much out there nothing much to it it really was just to build a match um with sheamus that it's going to be happening next week now given right now if you were to say hey who is the better option right now to be us champion austin theory or la knight given the popularity of la knight i would say la knight because there's something that can be had there. Because I'm not expecting LA Knight to win Money in the Bank and then go and defeat Roman Reigns. Like, I'm not expecting that. And so if he does go for another championship, it could be that US championship and it could be against Austin Theory. And I could see him defeating Austin Theory. Well, there is the World Heavyweight Championship that Seth Rollins is holding right now. So there could be a possibility that if he does, if LA Knight does win the Money in the Bank, there's another big picture title to go after, you know? Uh, I don't see Austin Theory losing that title anytime soon, but Austin Theory, like, the match was okay, and I, I think he needs to figure something out with his in-ring. Like, he hasn't found his voice, and I still don't know who Austin Theory is, so there's nothing that's captivating me with him. However, LA Knight being US champion, I do agree, like, that would be a good step in the right direction, uh, but I mean, again, there's the world heavyweight championship that possibly could happen in the future. If he does win it, I'm just hoping that whoever wins the money in the bank, whether whoever is the man or the woman that wins it, that they just have it for a while. Like we haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. like a good long, like give us a nice tease, right? Like yeah. tease us with it. Yeah. 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 And also going back to logan paul if logan paul wins the money in the bank that's great because he's part-time anyway he's gonna come every like six months or so you know <laughs> so that could be it too i mean like when i think about the money in the bank and how much fun i have with the rain with the money in the bank like i think back to carmella right carmella when she kept it for a while and she finally cashed in the night after wrestlemania you know like i need something special like that because lately with the money in the bank when it's cashed in the night of or it's cashed in like three weeks after it's like the the special feeling of the money in the bank and especially when like an underdog holds it someone that isn't likely to be in a world title scene that like special entity is kind of missing from the money in the bank yeah um but I don't know. I'm riding hard for LA Knight. Denise, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, I'm at the but point where I just don't even care. You're but from here's LA. You're from LA. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is another thing that I have to say about that, by the way. Another thing that I have to say, that's a terrible freaking name. It's a terrible name. Why'd they give them that name? It's messed up. Like, it's a terrible name. When I, whatever, I'm not even going to get into that because I've gotten into that in the past before. But no, it's just like, for me, um, how do I say this? It takes a lot. It, it, there are people that you were just instantly drawn to. And then there are people that you have this moments where you're like, oh shit, I'm a fan of this person. Mm -hmm. I haven't had that moment yet with LA Knight. And I've spoken about this on the podcast before where I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but I'm not going to be like, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm so ready. I'm so on board. No, because the moment hasn't happened for me. It hasn't. Mm -hmm. Like I have not yet had a moment where I'm like, you know what? Shit, I get it. And that's fine. To me, that's fine. Okay, cool. Let me have that moment. Like, let me work up to that moment because it hasn't happened for me yet. Like, there hasn't been anything that legitimately made me go, you know what? Yup, I see it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Valid because criticism. Yeah, and because like, there's a lot of little things that I can break down with that, but but it just hasn't happened for me yet.
Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamela Padgett sends in a super chat saying, yo, Denise, my birthday is Tuesday. Can I get an early birthday shout out? Tamela Padgett, hell yeah. Happy early birthday. Uh, Tamela is also a YouTube member here. So thank you so much for being a member here of the channel. And I hope you have a really, really awesome birthday. Uh, it's like, for example, you know, there's a bunch of examples here. Logan Paul. You think I was a fan of Logan Paul when he came into WWE? <laughs> I was thinking, what the hell are we doing here? This is awful. <laughs> And then look at me. Now I'm here like going, you know what? It's not too bad. I liked his match with Roman. I liked his match with Seth. Cool. Why? Because he won me over with the in-ring stuff. All right. Here's another example. Dominic Mysterio. I thought there was no hope for him. Nada. I'm like, what the hell are they going to do with this kid? This is terrible. Uh, You know, you can listen to my Raw post shows. I said a lot of shit on there. And then they ended up doing the prison dom stuff and he ended up getting all this massive heat and all of a sudden I'm on board. You know what? They found something to get me to get Dominic Mysterio somewhat over. And that was the thing, right? Like to me, there has to be a moment for me to be like, okay, you know what? I'm on board with what it is that they are doing. So uh, win me over. I just don't hand my love over. You got to win me, man. You got to win me here. All right. I have to say, I love your passion for this. But here's the you, thing, though, you, too. Here's you. the thing, Alex. Not only can you win me over, but you can damn right lose me. Okay. That's I could be lost as well. <laughs> if I'm shipping you and all of a sudden you suck, I'm out. I just love that you're so passionate and you're going in well, and then you pull up, you this. but you pull up a chat that's like, hey, it's my birthday. Hey, happy birthday. I hope you have a great birthday. Anyway, back to Logan Paul and LA Knight. I despise it. I just don't get it. You gotta run me over. Happy birthday, everybody. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for all that stuff. Thanks for being a member. Anyway, LA Knight. I just don't get it. <laughs> you should see me in real life, Alex. I have, no, which is but, perfect. It matches up. <laughs> but here's the thing. Where am I at with this? Okay. This is my thing, though. Like, I hate, but here's the thing. I don't even remember. Okay. The point that I'm trying to get at is... I get your point. Like, I 1,000% get your point. I just had to point that out because that was so funny. <laughs> People can like who they like, when they want to like them, how they feel to like them. You can win me over. You can lose me. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody that I was a fan of. And then they lost me, though. I don't know. I can't think of anybody right now at the top of my head that I legitimately thought, oh, I'm a big fan of this person. And then I was like, ooh, maybe not. I can't think of someone right now. All right, we got some super chats to get into. We got Wise um, Belladonna who says, literally anyone would be a better U.S. champ than Theory. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I feel bad for Theory because I really do think he's great in ring wise. I really do. I like Austin Theory. I think he has a lot of potential, but it seems like he just hasn't gone over with the crowd either as a heel or as a baby face. And it almost feels like he's sort of become a forgotten champion. There's a couple of people in the chat going, Austin Theory, he's U.S. champ. And I'm like, ooh, damn, sorry. Thoughts on this one? You know what? I also forgot that he was U.S. (laughs) champ. I'm not going to lie. Because when they set that matchup (laughs) for for SmackDown, it was like the championship contender. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Who's U.S. champ? And then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, so we're having a championship contender match for the U.S. championship against the U.S. champion for the U.S. championship. Huh? Like, I was so lost. But I I do agree. I it's There's something about Austin Theory that it's just, there's a disconnect. There, and I do agree. Like, his in-ring work is good. But at the same time, there's just something about his in-ring work where it's, it's good, but it's a basic kind of good you get what i mean like it's I like what you mean, yeah. yeah like it's there's just there's he's missing the genesis wa about him in the ring uh but i also forgot he was u.s champion I'm yeah so sorry Austin theory it's unfortunate it's unfortunate but what can you say if it happens uh hopefully it happens for him and hopefully they can find something 
to make it work, whether it's a heel, whether it's a baby face, what's character change, I don't know, but hopefully they find something that'll make it work for him. And um, we also got a, a super sticker here from a Metalhead for Life. Thank you so much to Metalhead for Life for sending in the super sticker. It's much appreciated. Uh, we got Mike Parker. Mike Parker, I hope, I hope by the way that you caught that I read your uh, super chat that I missed on Wednesday. I just read it earlier on the show in case you missed it again. You can rewind and listen to that, but Mike Parker sends in another very generous super chat. So thank you so much to Mike who said, with Logan Paul being a part-timer and having the history with Seth, he could win money in the bank and come back at any time. As long as LA Knight has a memorable performance, they can still slide him into the U.S. title picture. Here's the thing, though. And yeah, you're right. They can still slide him in any picture they want because, you know, this stuff is, you, you can go anyway. You, you can write up whatever creative you want for it. However, I would, even though I'm predicting for them to go with Logan Paul here for to win the Money in the Bank briefcase, if you were to say, who do you think needs it more? It would be LA Knight that needs the money in the bank briefcase more though, because Logan Paul is already Logan Paul. He's already a star. He's already, you know, someone super uber famous that anytime he comes in, it's like, okay, the dude had a match against Roman Reigns is one of the biggest pay-per-views. So you don't necessarily need him to have the money in the bank briefcase. I still think they're going to give it to him, but he doesn't necessarily need it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I agree. He does not need it. Again, like he had a big match against Roman Reigns in a big pay-per-view. At WrestleMania, he had a big match against Seth Rollins, you know. So uh, uh, Logan Paul doesn't need the money in the bank. LA Knight definitely does need the money in the bank because, I mean what logan paul had a championship match right like he was challenging for the championship match against roman la knight has not had that opportunity yet so again going back to money in the bank when i always think about money in the bank it's for somebody on the roster that is not in that stratosphere of the main title picture and so once they gain that champ or that briefcase that elevates them to that next level and for la knight that's what he needs for logan paul he is a part-timer. He does have history with Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins, again, has the World Heavyweight Championship. But Logan Paul can easily get that championship title, you know, that championship match at SummerSlam, at Survivor Series, at whatever the next pay-per-view is after SummerSlam, you know? So I, I agree. I, LA Knight is the one that needs it the most. But Logan Paul would be fun. It would be pretty fun. Although, do you think if Logan Paul wins the briefcase, he's just going to put the Prime logo on it? Do you think so? I wouldn't have sponsored <laughs> all of a sudden sponsors the money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> what, if, what if he has like the bottles in the case? So when he comes out, he just chucks it to the audience. <laughs> hey, that would be some really good uh, advertisement there for his prime. Um, but here's the thing too. And this is why I think that WWE is going to go with Logan Paul, because clearly we mentioned that he's, you know, he's a star. People know who he is. So you're going to get that mainstream attention of, hey, Logan Paul is the Money in the Bank briefcase winner, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing is we mentioned, and this actually also goes, so you can argue both sides here, really. The other thing is, yes, he has already had these big matches. So with that, it makes it him probably the most believable candidate to go up and challenge for either the Undisputed championship or for the world's heavyweight championship mm -hmm. so it does give them that instant credibility too versus you don't necessarily have that with santos you don't have that with butch you don't even have that with Allie knights you don't have that with any of the other guys so i don't know i really don't know what they're gonna do here like again my brain my am i trying to get into wb's mindset i do think they're gonna go with logan paul but again i just don't know We'll we got a super see. chat here from Johnny who says Butch with the biggest upset in Money in the Bank history. Oh, fuck no. I'd be happy as hell. Are you kidding me? I love Butch. I I'm mean, a big fan of his. It, hometown. Think about that hometown, like, roaring crowd if he does win. like I don't think he's gonna, but I, I would I don't pop. Think he's going. I would pop yeah. massively. I'd be I, like, yes, Butch. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. I definitely don't think he's like I don't think so gonna either. be yeah he's definitely not gonna win it but if he does i think er the whole timeline twitter timeline is gonna like pop oh, people so are gonna be hard pissed. well people are gonna be pissed regardless if ellie knight doesn't win there are gonna be a lot of angry people on twitter yeah that's true but twitter isn't real life so it's fine <laughs> twitter isn't real life but there are a lot of real people behind those twitter accounts <laughs> <laughs> 
that's why like here's the thing when people say like oh yeah twitter doesn't matter twitter doesn't matter i'm like yeah it kind of does though like i get it there's a bunch of assholes on the app there's a bunch of trolls we get it we know that there's people with multiple accounts liking their own tweets just so that they could seem relevant and popular um but at the end of the day there are a lot of real people on the app with actual opinions does it does it mirror the entire population of course not but that's that is one of the things when i hear people say like oh yeah doesn't matter what Twitter things or social media. I'm like, bro, we're all pretty much on social media. If you're not on social media, people go like, why aren't you on social media? You're right there. I just think that the the louder voices are the trolls and the people that like their own yeah. tweets and they make burner accounts, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. We know, we know people make multiple <laughs> burner accounts and then log into all their accounts yeah, and like all their tweets. Exactly. We're on to you, you Elon it, Musk. You've seen it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's press on from here. Let's see what else we want to get into because we covered the big main stuff already. But let's get in. You know what? There's another topic that is pretty uh, interesting here. So we had Bailey putting her money in the bank spot against Shotzi and she didn't lose. So Bailey retains. She keeps she keeps her spot in the money in the bank. But afterwards, there's a backstage attack. Well, Shotzi confronts EO and Bailey while they're in the makeup area. And clearly she's outnumbered. She can't take on both of them. So this leads to Bailey cutting the hair of Shotzi. Uh, do we expect some sort of change in, Sh in Shotzi? Is this going to be a makeover? What are we doing here? Uh, I don't know. I like her green hair. Me I don't too. want it to go away. <laughs> yeah. I really hope they don't like ruin shots. Shotzi has a great look. She has a great look that stands out a yes. lot in on that roster. And, the, you know, like, it, it's, it's so different. It's so fresh, too. The green hair. It's so cool. The tank, the helmet. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to her hair, Denise? Unless she I goes bald like Molly Holly. That'd be pretty sick. Oh, God. Sick. <laughs> oh, God. No, I remember, like, I remember when I watched that live, I didn't really think much about it back then. I just thought, like, ooh, like, that sucks, right? But re-watching it, though, I always think, like, damn, she had a lot of freaking balls to do that. Because Lord knows that I would never even dare. Hells no. Um, okay, so... Let's stick with the women here because we also had Asuka take on Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Championship. And as predicted, uh, this ended up being uh, nobody technically won this match because Bianca ended up getting involved here. Uh, there was a moment where Charlotte was going in to kick Asuka, but then it kind of looked like she was accidentally going to get Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair took that as an opportunity to get herself into the match. She had bought a ticket because she had been uh, banned by Adam Pierce, And so... This then leads to her hitting the KOD on both women onto the commentary table. Uh, how are you feeling about this? It was an okay match. Like, it was all right. It, it, it seemed a little wonky. Like, just the whole segment itself. Not so much the match. Like, uh, but it just seemed a little wonky. I was a little, like, off on it. I was like, okay, sure. Like, Asuka looks really great. Charlotte looks really great. Of course, Bianca looks really great. Uh, so yeah, I, I just didn't think too much of it, but I will say I, when I saw Bianca had the ticket, <laughs> it took me back to that one segment, uh, with DX and crime time where they're outside the arena and they have the briefcase coach's briefcase with the money. Like, I wish I want more fun segments like that. Like I want a segment with Bianca outside of the arena, outside the O2 looking for a ticket and then she runs into the Wrestle Talk boys and then she's like, hey, can I get a ticket? And like, I don't know, Luke Owen or whoever is like, well, Bianca, if you want a ticket to SmackDown, you've got to win Quizzlemania or something <laughs> like give me something fun, you know? I miss segments like that. <laughs> I do like stuff like that too. But I, but then it's but it's I don't know. I guess they can definitely do that because you can play off the part of it being like, oh, it's sold out and you can't get in. There's no more tickets left. But at the same time, my brain is like, well, she works for the company. You're telling me she can't get a comp. So well, she's that's... banned. She's yeah, banned. Yeah, she's arena. banned. But you know? she can still get a comp, right? I don't know. Well, because she was banned just from ringside, wasn't she? Like wasn't just she banned from the arena. I don't know if she was banned from the arena. I don't know. 
Was she banned from the arena or was she banned but from ringside? that's the element you can tie into it. Chat it up in here. Let's see what we got here because this is important. It's important stuff. <laughs> Technicalities. All right. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into, uh, we already talked about, let's talk about the opening match really quickly. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defeat Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly came out with the capes. They had the and new. And unfortunately, they jinxed themselves. They played themselves. They took a KO stunner, halluva kick from Sami and lost the titles or lost the not lost the titles but lost the chance at becoming champions mm-hmm. uh any thoughts on this pretty deadly looks so good i'm gonna need their street seamstress or something because they always look so good the gear was gearing tonight and i love pretty deadly on the main roster like they can hold themselves on the main roster but not only that like it shows tonight that they can hold themselves in a match with champions and kevin owens and Sami Zayn are just perfect for them too i really like it was a really really good opening match um and yeah i think they're a great addition for it um and i'm really looking forward to seeing pretty deadly hopefully soon in the near future uh, winning those tag titles and they kind of give me this feeling like they're almost in the same stratosphere as the iconics were in wwe like i get that feeling from them and it makes me happy it makes me very happy i really love pretty deadly uh but yeah i'm i'm curious to see where the kevin owens and Sami Zayn tag titles go like what's going to happen when who's gonna possibly take it from them i would love it if it was pretty deadly i don't think it was the time for them tonight though Right, exactly. You can still do a lot more with Kevin Owens and Sammy as as tag team champions. And I have no doubt that Pretty Deadly will become tag team champions in due time. In due time. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk about what's going to be happening next week. So next week, we're going to be getting AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross, And we're also going to be getting Edge on the Grayson Waller effect. And we're going to be seeing Theory versus Sheamus. And this is all going to be taking place at Madison Square Garden. Is there any, are you going to be at the show, Alex, since you're from the area? I'm, I'm hoping. So I've got some plans that night and I'm hoping that they cancel so that I can go (laughs) to be very honest. I'm hoping so, but I'll have to see how the night goes. Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty there. <laughs> alrighty, everyone. So there you go. That was our SmackDown breakdown, our SmackDown review. I want to thank Alex for hopping on to the show, and she will be back again for the July 8th episode of Collision. But as for me, tomorrow, I will be here doing a watch-along for Money in the Bank. If you guys have tuned into the watch-alongs in the past, you know what to expect. It's pretty chill. We're just hanging out, talking about wrestling. If you've never tuned into the watch-alongs, it could be kind of fun. And I know it's a totally different experience from coming into a podcast podcast but coming into the watch alongs could be a really really good time so make sure you guys come in for that but before we go uh alex please let the people know where they can support you where they can check out your stuff yes so right there in the handle right there uh queen of the ring on twitter you can follow me there i'm also on tiktok there if you're a tiktoker all you gen z and elder millennials out there uh also no this is a wwe reco- uh, recap show but i am playing AEW fight forever on twitch.tv slash queen of the ring it's been so much fun it plays just like this shirt WCW NWO Revenge. It plays just like it. It's so much fun. Uh, and of course, if you want to follow more Joshi Wrestling, Stardom is kicking off their five star Grand Prix tournament very, very soon. So check out Church of Joshi on Twitter and Instagram. And also every Sunday, except for this Sunday because it's a holiday Sunday, uh, every Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash Church of Joshi, where we say all of our Joshi blesses and praise our lords to Joshi gods like Manami Toyota, Bull Nakano, and so much more. Awesome, guys. Again, the link is in the description box below to support Alex. As for me, you guys know what to do. Subscribe here to the channel, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at underscore Denise Salcedo. And we will catch you back here tomorrow again for the Money in the Bank watch along. Bye, everyone.